You're listening to Door and Window Market Magazine's special podcast, Industry Update the Coronavirus. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the disruptions caused by this worldwide pandemic. I'm Drew Vass, editor of DWM. If you're tuning in for the first time, we recently started this special update, which we're planning to put out each Tuesday and Thursday. The idea isn't to provide you with every detail about the virus and pandemic, but to create a helpful discussion around how it's impacting the door and window industries. Today, we'll discuss the news about a stimulus package making its way through Congress. We'll also discuss how some dealers are responding to social distancing, and we'll talk to a representative for Pella about how the company aims to keep sales alive. Lastly, I'll share with you some basic tips and guidelines from CDC regarding how you should clean and sterilize the workplace after an employee test positive. Let's get started. The big announcement yesterday, of course, was that the Senate finally agreed to a $2 trillion stimulus package, passing the bill unanimously late last night, and now it's headed to the House. Hopefully it will finish making its way through Congress soon. The full details haven't been shared yet, but once passed, the package is expected to provide one-time payments to households, including $1,200 per adult and $500 per child. Those numbers go down the more money you make over $75,000. On the business side, $367 billion will go toward helping businesses to continue making payroll. An employee retention tax credit is also included in the deal that's estimated to provide $50 billion to companies that keep employees on payroll, covering 50% of their paychecks. Businesses can also defer payment of Social Security payroll tax. So let's hope that this one sees its way through because that's a lot of help for our employees and small businesses right when we need it. It's the biggest stimulus package in U.S. history. Obviously, the intention here is to keep people and businesses going until they can get fully back to work. But from what we can tell, outside of mandatory shutdowns, of course, door and window companies aren't sitting on the sidelines waiting for this to pass. Um, We can tell this. Some dealers, like Lifetime Windows and Siding in North Carolina, report that salespeople are still scheduling in-home appointments basically reassuring folks that they're using hand sanitizer and sanitizing things like tools and measuring devices. Will that be enough? I don't know. But they're also offering to conduct business over any of the major video chat and conferencing platforms. And the point is, they're trying to make sales in any way possible. In a moment, we'll talk to a representative from Pella, which is referring to this as virtual appointments. Of course, Companies need access to doors and windows if sales are going to trot on. ABC Supply says that it will not allow contractors and other visitors into any of its facilities, but the company is continuing to take orders and allowing pickup and delivery. So from a lumberyard perspective, that probably isn't going to create a lot of disruption. I mean, no one really walks into these places and walks out with windows in hand, so not a lot of change there. The company's COO, Mike Jost, says, we look forward to shaking your hands and talking over a cup of coffee with you soon. But let's face it, that might be a while. We don't know yet. Hammond Lumber up in Maine says it's still taking orders for curbside pickup and delivery, 
but the company implemented what it's calling no contact deliveries. That just means that basically that drivers are keeping their distances when dropping off and will refrain from things like getting signatures. And again, not a big deal, really. I mean, so contractors should have access to doors and windows. That's the good news. The big question here is, I think you could say that, can sales continue to pull it off under these conditions? It's a tough time, but I wouldn't count these people out. I can tell you that. If you haven't listened to the second episode of our regular podcast, it includes Dan Walt, founder of Zen Windows, and it's worth going back and listening to. His company does all of its sales online, so it can be done, and based on some of his dealers, it can be done with a lot of success. Some of those guys were on our top dealers list, if you haven't seen that. On that note, let's bring in today's guest to discuss how things are going with Pella. Nicole Pickray is Brand Communications and Public Relations Manager. Nicole, welcome to the podcast. I hope that you and your loved ones are staying safe and well. We are. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the time to chat today. We appreciate you taking the time. So we were just talking about how the industry is managing to keep things going despite the challenges. Pella is involved in more or less every facet of the industry, if not every facet, So first, I wanted to just ask on the manufacturing side, how are things going? I mean, has the company been able to continue across all of its 15 locations? Sure. So this, as you know, this entire COVID-19 situation is unprecedented territory, not only for Pella and our manufacturing sites, but for businesses all over the country. We are very fortunate that um, to date, we've been able to keep our operations open and running as usual, although we are taking um, various precautions to ensure that our team members and our customers um, remain safe as we do so. Yeah, and so I wanted to ask you, tell us about this strategy for virtual appointments. And I'm wondering, you know, a lot of people are starting this this sort of thing over whatever tools are available. But for Pella, I noticed this is on your website. Is this new or did it exist prior to the current dilemma? Sure. So prior to um, the current situation, we had tested out our virtual sales program a couple of years back just to get some ideas of how that might best work um, for our customers and for our sales team. And then with um, the current situation kind of taking hold, this seemed like the perfect time to go ahead and launch it. It is a um, a response to being of service to our customers in a time where we can't necessarily be in the home um, in the same way that we have been before. So we said, what can we do? And we went ahead and we launched virtual sales nationwide um, very quickly so that our customers would have a way to continue their projects while they are um, staying safely at home. That's good. And so I guess because you were an early adopter or, you know, you got got started with this ahead of the current situation, is it, are you able to say whether or not these techniques work or have worked? Um, You know, do you have a rough measure on appointments and sales and enough to say? Sure. So we have, um, we just launched it nationwide earlier this week. So um, early estimates are coming in, but we are seeing that customers are adopting this um, technology to be able to um, not only measure their windows and doors, but then consult with the sales um, team on everything from styles and um, energy efficiency 
to install dates and things like that. So um, it's really, it's done well so far this week. And I think people are adopting the technology well. It's so interesting how a lot of consumer technologies have kind of changed in recent years and lend themselves to this idea. I mean, and just for instance, the other day, Apple came out with a new iPad, its new iPad Pro, which includes LiDAR. And you're, you're thinking, wow, you know, that's maybe a little behind for this situation, but it does seem like technology's heading in that direction to help. I did notice that showrooms will be open, or that I think that I saw that on in the letter that that you guys sent out, but by appointment only. Obviously, that's where allowable, I'm, I'm guessing, by state guidelines. But yeah, I mean, any fear, any any risk or fear there for the employees? What what have they been told to do? Sure. So as we started to to navigate this and figure out how can we best protect not only our customers but our team members, showroom appointments was one of the first things. Um, that we had to address. And so we are very closely following the guidelines of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, making sure that we deploy tactics like social distancing, um, frequent disinfecting and hand washing, all of those best practices that everybody's seen online and all over the news for the last couple of weeks. We are, um, while they are available in showroom, that's uh, something we're trying to push hard to just do a virtual appointment instead, not only to protect the employee, but um, but the customer as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And I mean, the same, what about in-home appointments? Because I know that, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of your showrooms and a lot of your salespeople are still offering those, but are they actually happening? Do you know? Um, we've seen in-home appointments this week start to take a backseat to the virtual appointments. Okay. I, I think the majority of people really are concerned with having someone come into their home during this um, time of, of a little bit of fear around this virus or a lot of fear around this virus is probably more accurate. Um, so we yeah. are seeing in-home kind of take a backseat to virtual appointments right now. Which is understandable. And um, it's interesting to think that this could push us to do things, to leverage tools that we maybe we should have been doing more of all along. I mean, it sounds like you guys obviously started this uh, long before this. So you, you must have been thinking in that direction. What about installations? Sure. Are they still happening? Installations are st- are still being scheduled as well. Um, some of the challenges we're going to run into with installation is that you still have to be on site in the customer's home or near their, you know, mm-hmm. in their yard, in their home, all around their house. So um, we are, again, following those CDC guidelines um, to, for social distancing and all those other things to make sure we're protecting the team members and the homeowners um, when their installs happen. We have yet to hit major roadblocks with install. Um, and we're doing everything we can to, to make sure that those timelines remain um, intact. Might be time for a good pocket window that installs only from the outside, right? I don't know that that's achievable, but uh, <laughs> might be a good time for <laughs> we're that. We're always innovation. looking at options, yeah. Yeah. So I know that I mean, we're all figuring this out day by day. Um, that's for sure. But what what is Pella's goal amid all of this? And again, I know, I mean, obviously, it's probably you're probably establishing that um, over and over. But what's the goal? Is it to keep the ball rolling in sales and then aim to catch up once all of these restrictions and public distancing is over? Um, you know, what's the goal? Right now, first and foremost, our goal is to make sure that we are um, – 
providing our customers with the service and the products that they have come to know and expect from Pella and to keep things moving as much as possible. So our manufacturing locations have been deemed an essential business um, by many of the states who are taking extra measures to prevent the spread of COVID-19. So we are still allowed to continue operating. Um, and as, as an essential business, it's important that we are able to provide products and installation and service, not only to homeowners, but also to the trade side of the business who's trying to finish projects. We provide products to hospitals and clinics and other commercial businesses as well as residential. And we need to be able to provide those so that those jobs can get done and people have shelter um, and have a place to go. Yeah. And let me ask you this, and then I'll let you go because I know that we're all so busy right now and and we appreciate your time. But um, how has it affected your job personally? I mean, as in your role, uh, are you working from home and how are, how are things going for you? Sure. So right now, actually, I, I'm not that I'm counting, but I am on day 13 of working <laughs> from home with my children here. Um, and so it has changed the day to day. I mean, we, my husband and I both work for Pella Corporation. And so he's working from home. I'm working from home. And okay. um, we're very thankful that, that Pella has given us the flexibility we need to be able to not only take care of our family, but to keep ourselves safe. And we are teleconferencing. Um, everything I'm doing is happening over the phone and over email. And so it is a bit of an adjustment um, to have to function this way, but um, we're, we're getting used to it. Yeah. And we're and same here. And we're so fortunate that we can do that. So really thankful. Well, listen, thank you for your for joining us today and for your willingness to talk about some of these things. I think any and everything we can do and, and can share right now, the better off we'll all be. So thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Of course, nothing will stop operations faster these days than an infection in the workplace. So Let's get to what we found from the CDC regarding those instances. You might be surprised at some of what I'm going to tell you. I was surprised by some of it. Like, did you know that you should wait as long as 24 hours before cleaning up? I'm not going to give you all of the details now, but tomorrow we're publishing them in our newsletter. So keep an eye out for that. And in the meantime, let's talk about a few key points that might be helpful to know. These could help you to avoid a few key mistakes. First, it's important to note that you've got to clean not only the workspaces that an infected person has used, but every area that that person might have visited. It sounds extreme, but it makes perfect sense if you think about it. Second, there are key differences between cleaning and sanitizing, and neither is good enough on its own. So don't think that. And while you might be tempted to jump in and start cleaning right away, like I mentioned, CDC guidelines say that you shouldn't. Instead, you should block off the area, ventilate, you know, open windows if possible, and let it sit for 24 hours if possible before cleaning and sanitizing. I would not have guessed that. We also have directions for things like clothing and porous materials, but one quick point there CDC says, do not shake them. Big mistake. At the same time, they do say that it's safe to wash the clothes of infected people with those who aren't. That was another surprise for me, I'll admit. Lastly, just because you wear gloves 
doesn't mean that you don't need to then wash your hands. They're very specific about this. When the gloves come off, wash for 20 seconds, just like you normally would if you didn't have them on. That's all we have time for today, but we'll be back with another episode Tuesday. So be sure to join us. In the meantime, let's all do our best to stay safe and well. And if we can, let's keep it going. Take care.